Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bot, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we have to give a fat round of saluted clocks to the one and only Kobe Bryant, man. You know, anytime we have, like, super-duper sports icon, legacy, player, somebody that's dominated headlines in an era, we got to send them off right. Uh, at least we try to. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way, but God bless. Be sure to try. So this is what we like to affectionately call a Throwdown Thursday. So we're going to have a good time, gentlemen. We're going to have a good time. So let's go ahead and get everybody in here, you know, in honor of old Mamba Day. Yes, I know it's a day after the fact. But, hey, we were too busy watching Golden State and the Grizz as well as the Lakers and the penultimate walk-off for Kobe in the context of a team that largely sucked a bunch of balls. God bless. I'm glad. And yes, Shannon. You said ball. Sure did. And I had a ball at the end of that game, as did everybody that was in attendance, man, watching Kobe do the walk-off, getting to hear him talk, and all the video montages. Good God, they must have paid a lot of OT for everybody making all that stuff. Good Lord. But that was a hell of a time, man. I'm, I was glad, really glad to see that game go that way in the end, man. That was freaking exciting and super satisfying. So I'll tell you what, man. Let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. So, that's right. The one and only Twitter Terminator, man. A little, a flip a little Snoop Dogg for you since I saw some pictures of him at the game the other night. Dude, it felt like everybody under the sun. We had a lot of celebs at that freaking game, bro. <laughs> everybody was there, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It was crazy. Could have had a rap concert there. It would have been the best one of all time. It, quite possible. <laughs> So McGuffin, what's going on, brother? Brother, I just, I have to know, I haven't heard any updates, but has Donald Trump been able to locate Joe Paterno? <laughs> Dude, I was dying when I saw him, when I saw that whole thing. I was like, seriously? Asking about Joe Pa? And that is a nation that truly has no clue. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> 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 Joe Pa, that's good. I fully understand. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you yes, don't. He does. <laughs> Where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, yeah, that that was that was great. That was one of those bizarre moments, man. Those things happen, though. You know, press conferences and you know politics. You, you always get something like wonky and weird. But that one was a strange one, and I think some people were like hoping that he really was meant the statue. At the same token, bizarre, <laughs> just bizarre. Yeah. So first fail of the night goes to you, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Joe Pa. <laughs> so, so, so ridiculous, man. English motherfucker. <laughs> how we doing, baby? He's dead. What? That's how he's doing, man. Come on. Good. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not playing that for you, Shannon. Aww. Say what again? I lied. Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Time that one right. Anyway. All right, let's go ahead and get everybody else in, too, man. Now, D-Stat, uh, super-duper Lakers fan, and, you know, we we talked a lot about this whole, you know, if you had the chance to go to see Golden State 
uh, you know, go for 73 or, you know, would you go to the, would you go to Kobe's last game? That was one of those things. A, it was a super popular topic on like talk radio anyway, but you know, we talked about that and I got to tell you, like I've never seen Kobe in person. And if I had the choice, the chance right now, I would go to see that because I think it, it's about a moment, right? And they delivered and he delivered. That's a memory like 10, 15, 20 years from now, the people that really, you know, wanted to be there. They're not going to remember what the record – I mean, they, they may go, well, the Lakers sucked that year, but it was Kobe. But it's not really about what the team was anymore. You know what I mean? It's a lost season as far as that goes. But to walk off that way, dude, that was fantastic. But I know you're a Lakers guy. I know you're a Kobe guy. So let's get you in. You know, you can drop a little dap and a little bit of gloss for this one. So let's go yes, ahead sir. and woo proper, man. You ready? Absolutely. All right, man. For the Mamba, right? Three, brew, and fun, baby. Woo! Woo! Now, I mean, like, you know his legs aren't what they were, and he looked gassed at various times in that game. But I tell you what, man, that dude knuckled up like a champ, like a legend at the the end. By the end, didn't he basically play 42? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is exhausted. Uh, anybody would be, but especially, you know, him not not you know playing anything close to that throughout the season. That that knuckle, that's knuckling up. <laughs> he knuckled up, but I mean, I you love know, how they sat on the plane. Byron Scott was like, "How many minutes you want to play?" He goes, "32." Scott's like, "Oh, I was wanting to play 36." And Kobe's like, "All right." <laughs> and then he plays 42. Yeah, it's like, like I think the original plan was he was going to play like the first quarter and the, the whole first, I, I, whole third, and then half of the second and half of the fourth. Yeah. And that just went out the window. Yep. You know, <laughs> I guess his teammates were just like, dude, we got to keep passing him the ball, man. You can't take him out. <laughs> it was just, it was obscene. It was obscene. Yeah. Right, uh, we also have uh, a Whitfield to get in, so let's go ahead and get that done, man. That's right. Oh, Matthew Phillip West Whitfield. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Chilling. You know, I would say chilling like a villain, but even villains have their moments in the sun, and that was Kobe this time around, yeah? Yeah, they all love drinking that haterade by Kobe. They, well, they do. They do. They did. But, you know, it, it's funny. You know, we joke around and say about, and wrestling's always a great, like, example of certain things. I'd say, like, soap operas, but most people that listen to the sports group be like, soap operas, what are they talking about? But wrestling is one of those things that most dudes, at some point in your life, you watched it, even if it was just as a kid and you don't care about it as an adult. But the idea is that you have wrestling's a great example of the archetype for the heels and the heroes, right? And how they pit that. And Kobe was a guy that was obviously a great player, uh, but he was hateable, right? And on some level, he was a heel, right? He was so good. They won enough, and you hated him, right? Um, and he fed off of that. He fed off of that immensely. That was part of what fueled him. That was part of what drove him. And that ad that whenever – did it debut last night, Mark? Was that the, the first time? The, the one where everybody was singing? Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. that was the first time. I'm pretty sure it debuted okay. last night. And it was absolutely outstanding. But So that, that, was, that was an interesting ad. But, you know, it's a play on that. It's a play on that. But, one, you know, his victory lap, if you will, and what this year turned to be, obviously for a team that had a lot of struggles – he, he, over the duration of his career, he relished that role of the villain. And you saw a different side of him, you know, this year, right? 
And I think we you can appreciate that for what the bulk of his career me uh, you know really has meant, and who he has been, and then the evolution of him as a player and a person. And look, there there's some baggage there too. Greatness sometimes has some ugly, and Kobe has a little bit of that for sure. But that's not really like my main focus tonight. Uh, some people will always hold certain things against him. Uh, and that's fine. You can do that, man. You know, we have the Ray Lewis conversation. We can have the Kobe Bryant rape conversation. The, the, that's, you know, parts of the story. But that's in a time like this when we're talking about sports and you talk about the evolution of a person and a character and a villain and a hero and a heel and an icon, you look at the arc of, of who, they, who, they beca- who they became, who they built themselves into, and what, you know, what they delivered. And on the court... He delivered, and it was great from my perspective. I didn't quite know what the last game for him was going to be. I don't know that anybody really did, but to walk off that way, yeah, again, in the context of the year, Lakers are a terrible freaking team. We all know that, but we talk about moments, and you know, some of my favorite moments as a kid, you know, I remember um, when Duke got beaten down by UNLV and then the, you know, they follow that up the next year and they beat UNLV. You know, I can't tell you what the score was, but I remember the emotion of the moment, right? I remember the emotion of the moment when the Redskins throttled the bills in the Super Bowl. I can't tell you the stats from it at, at this point. I can name some players. What's up, Mark Rippon? You know, <laughs> but I remember the emotion of the moment. I remember the emotion of the moment, uh, when Favre, you know, won his first Super Bowl, you know, and part of what makes sports great is the emotion of the moment. In this final game for Kobe, the emotion of that moment was tangible. I loved it. So whatever it is you think about him as a person and or a player, even if you hate the man, game knows game, right? Yeah. And a guy like that a basketball legacy like that, an on-court legacy like that, I loved seeing him rally up and dig deep and deliver like that. Because that game started off rough. (laughs) Yeah. That game started off real rough, man. Oh, yeah. But at the end of it, dude, I I was so glad I stayed awake for it. Dude, I was so energized, man. And I, I loved seeing the explosion on Twitter. Um, I loved the moment. Uh, what did he like? To hit the, you know, at the very end of the game, it's like he couldn't miss. And cr- Shannon, yeah, he- correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his first points in his career were, were, were was a, a free throw, right? And I the last so. and the last point of his career was a free throw. Yeah, it's he crazy. made the last jump shot of his career, and he made the last two free throws of his career. Yeah, loved it. So, obviously, we're going to spend some time, you know, in in enjoying the legacy of, you know, Mamba Day. Love that. Mamba out. That's one of my favorite parts, too. I thought that was (laughs) glorious. Um, But, you know, again, in the realm of sports, it's the emotion of the moment. And the emotion of that moment and that game and that walk-off and that win to come from behind to – come up so big at the very end I mean god bless we had the the freaking warriors going for 73 and they delivered and twitter was in meltdown mode over Kobe (laughs) Bryant you know what I mean 
uh, you know, again, it's the emotion of the moment, and it's n- it's not about disrespect to the Warriors. The Warriors are a phenomenal basketball team. They are historically good. What they are doing, how they play, they are like a living video game. They're ridiculous. All right, but even in the end, Kobe Bryant upstaged that. That's amazing. It's amazing to me. Mark, being the Lakers fan that you are, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. <laughs> Since Kobe Bryant had uh, 50 shots, man, tell you what, that's a hell of a sports brew drinking game, number one. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 should not, we, we do a lot of stupid things. Let's not try that one. No. no. <laughs> maybe like a cumulative, maybe add on a couple people on a cumulative. Yeah, 10 each. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, 50. Yeah, that that would be the case on that. There's an yeah, old school yeah. sports brew reference for everybody out there. If, if you've been a long time listener, you, you should remember. Yeah, you should remember that. Salute the clock. Salute the clock. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the setup, dude. So I decided, in honor of his 50 shot attempts, it might be time to rename the Rod Gardner, and maybe this is now the Black Mamba. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. Outstanding, okay. crushing the Mamba. I mean, who who cares about Rod Gardner anymore, right? <laughs> it's a bit of it's a bit of an outdated reference. It, it is no, it's fun in the light in the context of the sports brew to describe the drink. Old Fifty Fifty was good, but Fifty Shot Attempts. Man, I thought Mark, you would appreciate that I'm starting out tonight with the Black Mamba. I'm a fan, absolutely. <laughs> mm. Everybody, <laughs> Shannon, what you got, brother? I'm rocking the Hardywood Gingerbread Stout. Nice. I'm a fan, nice. man. Salute o'clock. Out of the gate, we usually forget about this. Uh, Mark, what do you got, dude? Got myself a Magic Hat uh, Low-Key Session IPA. There you go. Yes, good, sir. Good choice. In addition to my Black Mamba, I've got the Missile IPA uh, from Champion Brewing Company in Charlottesville. If you haven't had one before, there's the can. You can see the missiles. on Pretty good. Pretty good. I think, Shannon, you would enjoy it. And we uh, we probably ought to get one of those beer days out. Uh, I don't know that Todd will join us and go to Devil's Backbone since they, since they <laughs> sold out. Uh, <laughs> I'll still drink their beer. As long as the beer is still good, I'll drink it, man. But I, I get his point. I get his point. And a lot of the beer beer aficionados are like, oh, my God, you know, whatever. But uh, well, if they start bringing Bud Light in that place, they're going to burn it down. Well, they, they, they <laughs> may. keep that shit out. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they bought Devil's Backbone to all of a sudden pipe a bunch of Budweiser and Bud Light in, but I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, and let you know if they did, it's just to help people hydrate. That's all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I also have a champion. Uh, you know, this Champion Brewing Company Missile IPA, which is which is good. Uh, but we really ought to do over the course of the summer. Uh, we probably ought to do one of these uh, beer tours. Man, we got all the stuff obviously in Richmond. Uh, we certainly do that in Scott's edition. Have fun with that. Maybe a little center of the universe, but we ought to do that. Uh, that one fifty one run. Um, Absolutely. You know that, that's that's usually a good time, man. Usually a good time. Oh, by the way, and Todd, man, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to give Todd a little bit of dab. He did the uh, U crops. What is it? The ten k. Yeah. Yeah, man, and he totally. Oh, I was looking for his song, man. Where's the damn thing? Hard to find, man. Whoa. But anyway, he, uh, he on his racing bib, he had um, Tutti Frutti, nice. which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So, Todd. Love it. There you go. 
for you, man. Even though you're hating on the whole devil's backbone thing, we're going to salute the clock right out of the gate for you. Don't worry. I have full faith and confidence that you will find another small, luckily owned microbrew that is up to your standards that you can enjoy and drink and refuel. We just know it won't be MD 2020 before the next race. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Same goes to you, Lindy. No MD 2020. No. We, we graduated from that. <laughs> yeah, we are done with that. We are done with that. Uh, Whitfield, what you got, bro? Pepsi. Pepsi. Large and in charge, man. No fear. Let's see if I can find <laughs> this one. <laughs> see if I can Diabetes, find this. what? Diabetes, what? What is that? Diabetes. Yeah. Oh, uh, who was that? Was that Wilfred Brimley? Yes. How did he say it? Diabetes or something like that? Like, Diabetes. Diabetes. Something like super random. I was trying to find this one clip. Something like Beavis. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. Going. Whitfield would would be able to do like Beavis and Butthead voices, wouldn't he? <laughs> if anybody. Yeah, if, any, if anybody would be able to pull it off, it's certainly Whitfield. Uh, but, Mark, I'll tell you what, man. I'll give you a couple seconds here. Um, you know, obviously. A couple, we, couple seconds? Well, you know, a couple seconds. That's all you need, right? Um, <laughs> she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Uh, no, I'll, I'll give you a couple moments. You know, I kind of did the uh, the lead in with it, um, and I and I really enjoyed the game the other night. And you know, we joked around about when we were going to record this week, and I was like, "Oh crap, we can't do it Wednesday night, man. We can't do that." There's, I mean, we had to be able to enjoy Golden State, what that was, and you know, as well as uh, Kobe. But I mean, I don't think anybody could, you know, really anticipate that that game was going to be like that in the end. But no, absolutely not. I we 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 were. You know, doing a little, little you know, chatter in the sports root chat at the beginning of the game. And, uh, you know, I expressed, I, mean, I think, you know, obviously if you're looking for, you know, the historical, you know, moments, you know, getting 73 and all that, you know, you're probably going to see really good basketball out of the Warriors. The, the, the problem with why that didn't appeal to me so much, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, amazing accomplishment about the Warriors, but sure. uh, the degenerate, I mean, I certainly was aware. I mean, the, the, the line on the game was, was, you know, Warriors were 18-point favorites. I think people who, uh, I recognize that there's a lot of people who have no interest or no clue about anything betting-wise and are like, well, Memphis, you know, they only lost by one, you know, like a week ago. Uh, <laughs> that was a, a very different ball game, and, you know, there was a very strong likelihood that the Warriors were going to win easily as they did. So, obviously not, not the most competitive game. Now, granted, because I'm a, a you know, diehard Lakers fan, I'm fully aware of equally how bad the Lakers are this year. So my concern was, you know, that Kobe, you know, hopefully would have himself a very good game. But, you know, the, the, you know I didn't expect him to get dominated. The Jazz are kind of banged up themselves. But uh, I, you know, wasn't necessarily anticipating a win. Just, you know, wanted to see a good send off for Kobe. So, you know, just kind of rolling back a topic, the whole, you know, whether or not you would pay to go to the Warriors game or to the Lakers game, to me is just, I mean, it's it's a historic thing to see. Either you know, way. Kobe easily, yeah. yeah, either way would be great. I mean, you can't go wrong. But, you know, I, even if I wasn't a Lakers fan, but especially as a Lakers fan, I picked the Kobe game. But even not as a Lakers fan, just to see, you know, one of the greats go out, you know, no matter what happens. Uh, certainly expected a good good game out of him, you know, but nobody could have expected this. I mean, this, this obviously was, you know, as perfect a send-off as possibly could have been. Uh, he was rusty and then bad at, at the beginning, and, you know, he fully admitted after the game. Are you like, talking oh, about suck, Flea suck. or are you talking about Kobe? I'm talking about Kobe. No, I know, I, I know. All those people that were hating on Flea for the uh, <laughs> for the national anthem, I didn't uh, hate. That was kind of rough. Uh, it, it was distinctive. 
let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keep going, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and you got to understand. I mean, of course, the dude had a billion things on his mind, and you know, it's, he he wanted to stay focused on the game. You know, all these tribute videos in advance, and sure. you know, all the the media attention. I mean, that that's tough to block all that out. So he was probably a little distracted at first. He says, you know, he got a couple of good defensive stops, and that's kind of what got him, you know, got him going. But playing all the minutes, finishing the way he did. I keep trying to find. Uh, of course, we don't have Giggy Gallagher, our statistician, but you know he closed out the game with. I don't. I wish I, I. I kept on trying to find, but couldn't find how many points he closed out with. Like he had all of those final points, and was like five for five. Obviously, made those free throws. I mean, he was just yeah. He finished. Scopey at the end. Um, let's see. In the last three minutes and five seconds, fifteen points, five for five from the field, four from four uh, from free throws. He didn't miss a single shot. Just phenomenal. And 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 I'm. You know, I, I I don't want to speak for anybody else in the, in, in the brew here, but myself, I think it's comical. It's just it's just haters being haters. Anybody who's trying to talk about, you know, that the Jazz were playing Ole and we're just giving it to him. He made so many, you know, uh, shots. Did, shots with do them. they not how defense know how defense is played? <laughs> did did they not see the guy run up behind him and block that one shot? That <laughs> I one mean, time? the white dude in the fourth quarter was like playing really hard on him. Oh, like, absolutely. The crowd was booing his ass. And he still yeah. played look, his last time. Look, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they did. I mean, you know, they they, they double teamed him. I mean, so many of the shots were double teamed. They were almost all contested. And so get get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Trying to say that the Jazz were just you know playing Ole and giving it to him. You can you can hate on them for the fact that it took 50 shots to get to 60. That's fine. I'd still like to see you go out there, you know, any of the haters go out there and, and you know see if they can you know put up 60 points against an NBA team. Dude. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> did you like to have that? the stamina? The stamina after, to, after to play to run up and down the court after those injuries he's had to shoot as many shots and to play defense. Oh well, there were I some mean, times he didn't look like he was playing defense. Now he, he did have a steal early on. But oh, he got a steal in the fourth quarter yeah, too. There were a few times where it looked like he was like, right, "I'm just going to watch sure, these guys over but there." He was, he but, was tired. So, yeah. no, he he wasn't playing nonstop defense. But dude, they weren't um, there to see him play defense. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he still got a couple of rebounds. I think he didn't he have one or two blocks. Maybe I don't know. Uh, he had at least one in the yeah, first quarter. I remember yeah. that. That was, that was pretty nice. Chasing it was, out from it was <laughs> chasing down from behind. That, that was kind of vintage Kobe. Because um, listen, this I mean, of course, not forget of the duration of his career. He was a f- phenomenal defender. You know, I don't remember how many times all all defensive team. So I'm tired of that nonsense. You want to hate on him for all the shots? That's fine. That's what his teammates wanted to see. It's what all the public wanted to see. Who aren't haters of him? So you know, and it, but yeah, his teammates are just like, look, we're just going to keep feeding you, feeding you the ball. Just just shoot it. Yeah. And some of those shots he made right there at the end were just just things of beauty. That that um, that like falling away three. Oh, loved it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, uh, just, just outstanding. So, I think what I mean. There's so many things. I mean, I, I personally, <laughs> I could have a two-hour, you know, sports brew just about Kobe. Uh, but I think there's a couple of things that are my favorite things. I think one, if you're at all a basketball fan, you should have loved that. I mean, I, I you can you can continue to hate the guy before and after the game, but if you truly appreciate the game, you appreciate you know what he did, putting on a, such a show, and uh, I, I loved after the game. I, I, you know, to me, he's, he's he's such a a smart guy in class act with how he was you know so genuine and, and thoughtful and thanking everybody, thanking the media. I mean, at his press conference, he took several minutes just at the very end just to say, look, I just want to thank you guys. You don't know how much you motivated me and, and, and the good and the bad stuff. I, I right. loved it all. And, um, you know, I, I 
you couldn't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like I'm giving just empty platitudes, but I mean, it was, you know, it, it couldn't have been more entertaining. Uh, I kept thinking several times during the game that the Jazz were starting to pull away and, and you know, it's fine. The Lakers are the Lakers. That's fine. But, <laughs> you know, it just starts. Then it was seven. Then it was five. Then it was, you know, one point game. And, and right. it just uh, loved it. The entertainment factor of the game itself, particular in, particularly late. Again, the, the early parts of that game were kind of choppy, man. Sure. Yeah, it really was. And I was joking around with you guys. I was like, well, you know, really, if you tuned in, you know, you, you wanted to see the pregame with, like, you know, the Lakers and maybe some warm-ups, him coming out and doing a couple things. But you wanted to watch Golden State kind of early, uh, particularly, like, Curry just raining stuff down. It was ridiculous. But once the Golden State-Memphis game wasn't very dramatic, once you got really into the game, I mean, you, you, you were just like – you. You were watching it to see how good Golden State is, and you kind of just felt like, yeah, they're going to take care of business, and that's great. You know, it was enjoyable for what it is, but the end wasn't dramatic. And what I talked about earlier was the emotion of the moment. And so, massive kudos to the Warriors. Absolutely. But if we're just talking about the emotion of the moment, let's not talk about records. Let's talk about the moment. Dramatic. (laughs) Clutch. Vintage. He's not what he was. We all know that. But that's a much better walk-off performance than, say, Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Now, if you ask Kobe, would he rather have a ring in his last year? I'm sure the answer would be, of course. Mm -hmm. But if you're just talking about the performance of the player in the game in the moment, that was super satisfying. It was was all time. I mean, you you talk about... When we talk about people, players leaving it all on the court, uh-huh. he literally left every bit of his soul on that court that, I mean, that night. That's what it felt like, didn't it? I mean, every he just he, you could see him before the ball was inbounded, just bent over trying to suck wind, and every time they, I mean, it was just he took every second he could to get air to rest to just do whatever he could. And then when he got the ball, it just seemed like the crowd just had like the needle in the arm and they were just giving him uh, adrenaline the entire time, man. He had to dig deep. I mean, he, he dug way deep. What do they say? Like he, he didn't leave any arrows in the quiver. You know, there were no rounds in the chamber. There was nothing. He, he, he unloaded everything in the chamber. There was nothing left. I mean, he literally uh, just unloaded it all. I mean, that's what it feels like. Yes. There, there is no question that there was he, nothing else yeah. he could have done. What else do you want? You know, again, in the, in I, the go ahead. I was gonna say because that's all that crowd wanted. Oh yeah, was Dude. to him to go the f off, and he just he put on a show for the ages. Like my all-time favorite All-Star game was the Magic Johnson one, where he, after he had HIV and he came back, and mm-hmm. he had that performance with the three threes at the end of the game, and they, he had his last three like sixteen seconds, and they just ended the game, like they didn't even bother inbounding it. There was no reason to. The game was over. But last night, I mean, it was the the, the maestro just. He he just took over. Down ten, went on a thirteen zero run by himself. Got the assist to go go on a fifteen zero run. I, it, 
and the shots he hit, I mean, come on. He's going down, fading, almost fading away from the ball on the left side, and it drains a three. I know. Dude, for as, <laughs> as rough as some of those early shots were, the end totally made up for it. He didn't miss in the last three minutes. No, last three or five, man. He was perfect. He, he hit everything. Yeah. And, you know, look, I'm sure you could dig up all kinds of arcane random statistics for it, but how many players get to go out? And, again, you have to balance out the team aspect with the individual. We get all that, right? But for that to be his final game, for him to walk off that way, to deliver clutch in the end, to I, yeah, I mean, the, the win's great, absolutely. Again, scope of the year, eh. But for the fans that were there, the emotion of the moment – if you're a Lakers fan, if you're a basketball fan, if you're a Kobe fan, that's a hell of a way to do your mic drop and walk off, dude. That was great. I think, I think the way they came back and actually won the game just added, oh, added yeah. to that, you know? I love the energy in the arena. Um, you know, as they started hitting the shots and they started inching closer and the crowd got lo- a little <sighs> bit louder... A little bit louder, a little bit louder. Oh, my gosh. You know, you knew there, you knew you were going to have all those Kobe chants. You knew that. that well, that's even not- like the celebrities, like they put, the, they took off their pub, public persona and were like kids mm-hmm. during that time. I mean, even yeah. Shaq, Jack Nicholson, uh, Jay Z, Snoop, Snoop's out there dancing. You know, it's uh, even um, even uh, Mr. Kim Kardashian was there. Look, um, it's just it, it's a little extra icing on the cake, and you know at this point again we we know what the season is, man. All right, so this is you know bittersweet year in L.A., but you want a little bit of fun, you want a little bit of the fire, you want a little bit of the the memory and the reminder of who he has been, what he has done, and a little taste that he can still do it. You know what I mean? Uh, that that's way better than somebody that's just broken, beaten down, and just totally fades away. Kobe Bryant has delivered a very unique memory for his walk-off, right? We can talk about the Achilles injury. We can talk about him being beaten up and how rough the past couple years have been for him, how, how bad the Lakers have been. We can certainly talk about that. But, again, five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, when you think about Kobe Bryant's last game, you may not remember all the stats. You may not remember what the team was like in the scope of the whole year but you will remember the emotion of the moment. And that makes for a hell of a story, and that makes for a hell of a memory. And that, I'm happy to say, Kobe delivered for the people that were there and for the people that were watching. That is a walk-off well done. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. He emptied the chamber, and that was that. Mamba out. Mamba out. Yeah, that that was one of the best moments here. I I should have a... uh, of that clip, man. I was going to save that for a little bit later, but I, I just love the whole thing. Uh, let me see if I can scroll down to it and find that bad boy. Dude, yeah. and I love that Hubie Brown called that game too. Hubie's, who's me? Who? Pfft. Hubie, Hubie's my Hubie, announcer. Herbert Hoover. Where are you going, man? You having struggles there? Uh, yeah, I need to drink more beer. You do. <laughs> Flea will, uh, you know, play a little bit, a little bit of music for you, help get you back in the mood there, bro. Actually, I got something for you, man. I got something for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was thinking, man, I was thinking like random songs, right? And for whatever reason, I had a couple of like really weird old school memories. So 
uh, I was going to go, you know, Kobe delivered, you know, certainly like a magic moment, right? Uh, <laughs> but I was thinking it could be like this Mamba moment, right? Sure. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? But then I thought of another Mamba moment. Uh-oh. <laughs> that needs I think a, I know where you're going. Well, no, no. I'm just like, I think back to back. Here, hold on. Let's see if I can time this right. No oh, man. There we go. Let's see if I can do this right. I got a snake, man. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought of Adam Sandler, dude. And that old school stupid, the buffoon and the dean of admission and all that oh stupidity. I got a snake. Uh. I think I think I think nope. Shane and I were expecting a different One direction. One time I fed some beer, man. Threw us off. It was slivering <laughs> this way and that. <laughs> where did you, where, where'd you think I was gonna go? Oh, Mama number five. Yes, that's where I thought you were going oh too. Really, God. really? No, I did not. I did not go. No, I did. I would, I'll be honest with you. I thought about that. I thought about that, but then I was like, that's too predictable. That's no, too- you're right. You, you you're went right. In another, you went in another direction. We didn't expect it. I did, but I, I, applaud, I applaud you. Since for that. you get that misdirection, I like it. Since you wanted it, Black Mama number five, you get a little bit. <laughs> I haven't heard this song in a long time. No. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Whit- Whitfield, you've been pr- pretty quiet so far, but I know uh, you were crowing last night uh, a bit, and we'll we'll wrap up because uh, we ought to go ahead and uh, tie a little button on this one, and then we'll we can bleed it over in a segment two. That's fine, but from a time standpoint, you know, I want to give you a moment, and then we'll top segment one, and then we'll bounce to segment two. We can keep talking about Kobe; it's fine. I mean, it, it can be like Mamba Mamba overload; it doesn't bother me. But I know you were talking about like all time stuff, and it always happens when you have these moments. People get into the debates about the greatest players. And you know he's he's going to be at the table. He's going to be in the argument. That's always fair. Some of that is, is is just subjective. You know who did you grow up watching? And I think players that you watched always have a different weight than players that you didn't. You can look back at it. You know what I mean. But there's a certain detachment to historical appreciation. You can talk about I don't know Jerry West or you know whoever. But you know you only see them in like you only see like videos of them you didn't live the moment you know so i think it's hard you can appreciate it but i think the players that you grow up with the players that you watch the players that you see the emotions that you live always greatly shape your appreciation of players from your era you know and i think you hold on to that so i know you're crowing about you know all time this and all time that and kobe's in there so i don't know man hot take Matt Bayless, <laughs> what you got for me, dude? Well, I mean, Kobe. I think at, at, at some point, you got to put him in the table. because In the table? I mean, at the table. <laughs> All right. I mean, he he's probably one of, the, one of the best pure shooters ever we've ever seen. Just the ability to drop a jumper, drop a three with relative ease for so many years. And and then you gotta wonder. I mean, who who else could do that? Well, Jordan could, Bird could. I mean, and then you got your big guys. But I mean, I'm I'm a Lakers fan too, like Mark. Maybe not right. to the degree, but 
uh, it was just so impressive. And I mean, I, I think that was probably the first NBA game I've watched all season. Well, if, if anybody is the spiritual successor to Michael Jordan, I would argue it's Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah, I mean it, that's just. I, I mean, not even a question. Yeah, I mean it, that's when when you think about those two guys, you think about how they were, what they did, um, and knowing here's one thing that both of them have been able to brilliant brilliantly do, and that's the ability to shape a narrative and to shape a story, and understand this about this season for the Lakers, Kobe been with this franchise his entire career. He knows they're not good. They know they're not good. Fans know they're not good. All right? Kobe shifts the whole narrative of this season from one about, oh, man, the Lakers suck, to Black Mamba, to him. He didn't have to do that, right? But you take something, you take you take what's going to be tough, tough, and you try to make something out of it. And he did that. That's a little bit of deflection. Now, if you don't see it that way, that's okay. If you go, well, no, he just well, made it about it is. If, if you just go, well, he made it about him, you can say that too. That's fine. But the point is, somebody like Jordan, somebody like Kobe, they're so gifted, not just for what they do on the court, but they're also gifted in, the, in their ability to shape and shift the narrative. Right? That's something that yeah, Kobe nobody is. Wanted, nobody wants to end, no, realize at the end of the season they only ended up with seventeen wins. That's I mean they don't want that. Who's so going to talk why, about like you're like yeah. what you're saying? You yeah. know that's going on, but that's not the story anymore. That's not the story anymore. You know, it's just not. So, anywho, <laughs> Adam Sandler. I can't even tell you the last time I heard that freaking album. Wow, it's funny, God. I downloaded, like a week ago, I downloaded that album on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Where is that thing hit? Oh I got God. a snake, man. One time I fed him some beer. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's go and take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We can wrap up our you know thoughts about uh, Kobe. And I think we'll spend some time, certainly with Golden State. We've kind of teased it a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, 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 look, we're at the intersection of a lot of things, man. The legacy of the Bulls. Um, the legacy of Kobe Bryant and the transition. And you, and you see whether you want to talk about the physicality of that era, the that, that Bulls era. And I, and I, I still can't help but remember the bad boys of, of Detroit, man. You know oh, what I mean? Man. And then Oakley and Ewing and how physical the Knicks were. Uh, but just the transition of the, of the NBA from what it was. Who is crankling some sandwich wrappers or whatever? Holy crap. But you think about how, how much the game has changed since the 80s or the 90s and, and where it's at now. And, you know, we're, we've lived through a lot of different eras. You got the showtime, because we're old enough, other than Mark, who's like 22. We, you know, 21. We, 21. 21 and, 21 and change. You know, you, you, you have the Showtime Lakers. You know, you, you got the Bad Boy Pistons. You have, you know, the Bulls. You got the Spurs era. And, and I still love that little slice of time with – uh, the Rockets and Hakeem Olajuwon and, and Clyde the Glide and, and those kind of things. And, you know, but you're seeing a transition. And I think the Warriors represent kind of the game of today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a certain passing of the torch. And I think, you know, again, the emotion of the moment mm-hmm. and then the players that you grow up with. And one of the things, once you're of a certain age, I'm 38, right? The players that I grew up with, there's not very many left. 
there's no Duncan, KG. No, Yarmir Yager looks like he's going to play until he's 80, right? <laughs> but outside of that guy, who's who's left, dude? You know, Tim Duncan. God bless, God bless that man for still playing. <laughs> you Vince know, Carter. Vince Carter. Yeah, VC. I, I, you know, it's, and it's it's terrible to think I totally forget that he's still playing, and then like watch another night. I'm like, Vince Sanity, he lives. <laughs> you know, that's right. fun, right? But there's always a point where, <clears throat> you you know what I mean. The players that you grow up with, their careers are over, and it's a passing of the torch, and that's part of what this is. Part of you know when we talk about the retirements over the past couple of years, Peyton Manning retiring. Um, certainly for me, Brett Favre retiring, Kobe Bryant retiring. Um, there's, there's a transition, and it's a huge thing. And I'm I'm just glad that we were able to really bask in the glory of the Mamba, you know, of Black Mamba again at the end there. That was fun. wasn't about a ring, but it was about a moment. And that was a moment that he absolutely grasped at the end. Beat it down, got clutch, and yes, I love, I love this moment. I found it, Shannon. Let's see if I can get. Media could not be played. What the hell are you talking about? You are going to play my Mamba Out video. It is going to happen. Damn it. For the win. Keep that thing back (laughs) up. You will play it and you will like it. You will play it and you will like it. That's right. Don't tell me like uh, whoever has the uh, rights to the video like nixed it. Uh, after dicks wouldn't that suck here hold on man Man. we're gonna go we're gonna go right to the end because i want this part as we wrap up segment one i i I can't there's no way that i could thank you enough for that so yeah from the bottom of my heart thank you and uh what can i say mamba out and you know what's funny is in this video Mamba out is exactly at two minutes and forty seconds. I'm like, wait a wait for somebody to edit that to have two four right there. That's well done. <laughs> That's you know what I mean. I was thinking that is really brilliant. Good job, y'all. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Loved that, dude. That was great. So I tell you what, man. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll come back for segment two. And who who knows? Maybe we're segment two and through. It happens. But really enjoyed that, man. Really oh, yeah. enjoyed that, dude. And as always, uh, look, man, if you like uh, BS with the Sports Brew, you know, I hope that you do. I hope you like us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Loves Funnel Cake Sports Radio, Spark Sports, Podbean, all kinds of stuff, man. Keywords, sports, and brew. We know you can spell. It's not that hard. They're easy words. God bless. Google Google it if you have to. It's okay. You can probably typo it, and you'll just find my license plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all good, man. But uh, look, keyword sports brew. Uh, crank it up, man. You can find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash sports brew and on Twitter at VA Sports Brew. Uh, always happy to engage in some BS, man. But crank it. And, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm still just kind of enjoying, like, you know, I think really the key takeaway from segment one is the emotion of the moment. And I'm still just really happy with how last night played out, both for Golden State and absolutely for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We'll be right back in just a moment. Mamba out, baby. Woo. 
Yes, sir. I had to stretch your legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back, man. Actually, we had like this extended, like random ass conversation in between segments. I don't know why. You know, we stumbled upon Breaking Bad and then Breaking D Stack because he needs to have a meth lab somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we were dying about that. And then, uh, you know, obviously we, talk, we, we, we go from talking about sports to talking about. Uh, obviously, I've got uh, you know baby number two on the way. My wife is third trimester, and you know all the struggles because my son, who, who just turned two, April 9th, man, just turned two, and he's launching into these random ass diatribes. And you're like, dude, we're just taking a bath, ah! you know what I mean? Uh, terrible twos, baby. Yeah, t- terrible twos, man. Look, terrible twos is not supposed to be the terrible bruise, man. Don't make me drink, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Good luck with that, bro. Yeah, I know. But you know, he, like he he just he wants to watch Curious George and he wants to like throw rocks. And I was telling Shannon that, you know, uh, obviously, you know, he's working on verbalizing. He understands a lot of what you say to him, right? He understands a lot of what you say, um, and you can have a conversation with him as long as you don't expect a lot. It's like talking to a drunk guy. Don't expect a lot of dialogue back. You know what I'm saying? Don't expect a lot of dialogue back, but they can comprehend a certain amount. But uh, like one of one of Logan's favorite words, like, and when I'm trying to figure out what he wants and what he what he wants to do, and, and obviously I have uh, as a youth, I I could be a little bit of a miscreant, um, so like I, I can usually figure certain things out, and I'm like, do you want to throw that? Yes, that's what he says. You know what I mean? It's like somehow my son is chan- Logan is channeling his inner Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. <laughs> it's, it's really really funny. You know what I mean? I can't wait for like potty training. And I'll be like, hey, Logan, you just took a dump. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really good, man. Hey, Logan, you see that Cheerio in the toilet? It's showtime. <laughs> Let's get cracking, man. <laughs> hey, Logan, you want to watch Curious George this morning? Yes. There you go. <laughs> hey, Logan, you throwing a tantrum? Like discipline. Stop whining. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. Stop it! <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see where that goes. But I'm telling you, <laughs> the way he says yes, every time he says it, like I can't help but think of the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. We were outside playing on, the, on uh, this slide thing, and he likes to climb up on it and slide these rocks down. And uh, he was fussing for him, and I'm like, dude, do you want do, do you want some rocks? And he's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So d- daddy understands, man. We played with rocks. There you go. Anyway, just a random, <laughs> random little like tangent topic jump there. Uh, <laughs> parenting, it's it's really strange. Um, you still gotta, you still gotta get them, huh? I would say you still got to get them the the glow in the dark thing for the toilet. Yeah. Dude, I think that's gonna be pretty sweet, man. I think so too. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Come on, don't bullshit me. No, we need the glow in the dark toilet. I think that's gonna be like. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really sweet. By the way, uh, other random side note. Um, Sarah, uh, my wife Sarah is, is third trimester. Her belly's very big with baby number two. And she'll take her cell phone and stick it on her belly. And like, it's almost like this like this girl is punching this damn thing. And I'm just like, I also can't help but think of Arnold. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. <laughs> You're a damaged goods lady. <laughs> and the phone and the phone just moves on her belly. Like my mom was like, What? 
What? No, you heard us what? say it. <laughs> say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured she'd go to like Sam Jackson and get that out of my face. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't. I can't conveniently hit the space bar on that soundbite. You know what I mean? To stop that one. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody understands. Yeah, I know. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. Talking shit to Logan already. I'm telling you. Look, Sarah, just remember, third trimester, man. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. There you go. There it is. Yeah, you, you better take care of that woman, man. <clears throat> push present, man. Well, that's why I got her an Apple Watch. That was the push present. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> right, as long oh. as you take care of her, man. That's, See, that's all that matters. Muy importante. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing. How how did we end up with the uh, South Park reference? What the hell was that? Blame Canada. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I don't now. I don't remember how we ended up on. Oh, I think that was like pre podcast. No, was it? No, it was. It was in between segments. Oh, we, yeah, because we were saying blame anything. You you even said blame Canada. Oh, I'm well, like, oh, you got to play the song. Well, then, Shannon, this one's for you. Hey, at least we haven't broken out into what would Brian Boitano do. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not like we're a bunch of uncle duckers or anything. I have never once meant to type ducking, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right, man. Well, let's shift back. Let's 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 uh, type some stuff with Kobe and let's talk about Golden State a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Uh, again, I I think um, we talked a lot about the emotion of the moment first segment of the podcast and certainly Mamba out. You know, again, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, you, you can you can critique a lot of things, but you know, occasionally in sports and in life, you just need to relish the moment and enjoy the moment. And I think in the context uh, to put a, like a little you know bow on the end of a career and a, a crappy season, but just to enjoy that kind of moment. And, you know, guys like that, uh, sports icons, sports stars, when it is their time, what you hope is that they can go out in a way that reveals, you know, both the trip of what they've, you know, what they've accomplished, where they've been to where they've gone and where they are. But it gives you a little bit of a slice to remember the things that make them great. And I think Kobe delivered on that front. We got to enjoy some a slice of vintage Kobe. We know physically he's not the same guy, but just the emotion of the moment, the comeback to hit the shots at the end, uh, that was really enjoyable. 60 points. I mean, come on, who expected that? It was crazy. Yeah, 50 shots. His, his teammates were feeding him the ball enough. He should be in the next you know, Broadway uh, little shop of horrors. He can be, you know what I mean? Feed me! You know, he could, be, he could be like that thing, man. It, it was crazy, uh, but but just enjoyable, man. The crowd loved it. I thought it was very watchable on TV. I thought that was very fun. Um, you know, you want to see these guys have go out on some kind of high note, and if they can't have it as a team, if they don't get to walk off like Peyton Manning got or John Elway got, um, you know, where you go out as a champion, then have something that, that puts a stamp, you know, on the end. And Kobe did that. Kobe got to enjoy that and got to have that moment. The fans got to share in that moment. 
there was a little bit of clutch and a little bit of you know black mamba and a little bit of that and yeah the situation set up for that i, I understand all that stuff but just sometimes you just want to kick back and enjoy it it's it's like the old uh, all-star game argument you know what i mean sometimes you just want to have a little fun with it and that's what that was for me so super glad that that's the way that that went you know, I mean, I guess we could nitpick about the number of shots he took, and that's obscene. But that seems like so nitpicky. It is. I mean, it, it that night was all about Kobe, yeah. and it like like we've said before, he was just going to empty the chamber, leave it all out there. Um, I mean, the team had won sixteen games up to that point, right? So uh, nothing was on the line. Uh, Houston won earlier that day, so the Jazz were officially eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, Houston! Houston may have won that game, but they didn't. I mean, they're playing Golden State. <laughs> T- tell us about this great poll that they took on uh, a Houston TV station. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that thing, man. I thought that was hilarious because we need. Obviously, we're going to talk about Golden State. Um, there's one thing, man. Uh, I like the article. It just says Rocket fans are brutally honest about their chances against the Warriors. So KPRC TV in Houston presented a poll during Wednesday night's newscast. And what they basically did was ask viewers to weigh in on the Rockets' chances for the NBA playoffs. All right. So if the Rockets make the playoffs, how far will they go? Here are your categories. A, they will lose to the Warriors. B, they will beat the Warriors. C, they'll make it to the conference finals. Or D, they will make it to the finals. I'm going to tell you the percentages in these options. Zero, 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 and 100. <laughs> uh, you mean they went Dean Warmer? <laughs> they went Dean Warmer. Zero point zero point 0.0.0. 100% of the respondents of this poll, the city of Houston, they had 100% of the Rockets losing to the Warriors. Nice confidence, guys. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Let, let's be fair. Who the hell really thinks the Rock, the Rockets are doing anything against the damn Warriors? I mean, yeah, like a cricket soundbite. <laughs> yeah, we probably need one of those for that. I, I just don't see it happening, man. I, you know, and it, you know, Mark. We were talking uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about something, and uh, I think it was in part, you know, this this almost obligatory conversation with the Warriors this year and the the kind of the mid-90s Bulls, and you just can't really escape it, right? But what we talked about was greatness appreciates greatness. You know what I mean? And other than the uh, undefeated Miami Dolphins, they hate everybody <laughs> that gets even remotely close. <laughs> I think that's the lone exception. But, you know, other than that, enjoy your champagne, fellas. <clears throat> but Seriously. Yeah, bitter, man, bitter. Um, salty with a you know chance of tears, but you know greatness appreciates greatness, and I think we can appreciate this current era of the Warriors and what this team is in the context of the modern NBA, and we can still celebrate what the Bulls were. I mean, obviously you can't play it out on the court. You can simulate it. You can play it in a video game, but and it's fun to speculate. And that's one of the things with sports, man. The conjecture is fun. If I could take, you know. Uh, this 80s 49ers team and played against, you know, this 90s Cowboys team or, you know, the Patriots from the mid-2000s or if we could take, you know, if we could take the last Giants Super Bowl team and play them against this, or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just entertaining. It's fun. 
uh, particularly anytime you talk about these chunks of a of an era where a team is dominant, like legit dominant. I don't mean some fluky look. One, you know, some team just had a great year, but when you look at the greats and you talk about the greats of the greats, um, you can have a phenomenal year, and that's enjoyable. But there's something different about a team that has a certain period of excellence, with it when it's a team construct or young players hitting their stride. Um, or they have a, you know, whether it's a, a, a nucleus of talent, uh, coaching, and these other variables that go into it. You know, Golden State is at the intersection of a lot of things when you look at the way the team is constructed, uh, the age of the players, uh, their maturation when you talk about the scope of their career with where they're at. Um, you know, other than managing the salaries and keeping them together, that team is going to be scary good. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a nice chunk of time. A nice chunk of time. So they are at like this intersection and this transition from, say, the Spurs of what the Spurs were, right, to what they may be with Kawhi Leonard and some other stuff. But, you know, the the Tim Duncan, that, that era is drawn to a close, much like, um, you know, the Admiral when he was transitioning you know what I mean? And some teams do a good job of transitioning when certain guys retire, right? They're the outliers, um, and they find ways to still be successful. But it feels like the modern, the current NBA, the Warriors are perfectly positioned to just own the damn league. You know what I mean? You still got to execute. You still got to play. You got to show up. You got to do it. And you got to stay hungry, and you have to be able to. You have to find a way to retain players. That's a different challenge because you only have so many dollars you can, you know, you have a limit to what you can spend. However, the NBA salary cap is increasing drastically, so that's going to help. Well, you know, now that they're going to be advertising those little patch on the jerseys, um, they'll be <laughs> they'll be pretty good. But you know, uh, that team when we talk about greatness appreciates greatness. When you watch them play. It is ridiculous. They have a great chemistry. They have a great feel for what they're doing, right? That's very much a team that has a high degree of cohesion, that has a high degree of understanding what other players on the court are doing. They clearly have a high basketball IQ, and they've got legit skills. They have legit skills. And it's not just Curry. Curry is clearly very gifted. All right? But they have depth on that team. They've got several players that if you uprooted them out of Golden State and shipped them off somewhere else, they would be productive and they would be good. Very well constructed. And I thought I saw somebody say that they have the best two five-man rotations in the league. That's a, that's a pretty strong indication that your roster... <laughs> it's very good. It's damn good. So, obviously, we led with Kobe Bryant and Black Mamba and appreciating all of that, which I think was really the way to go. But at some token, as we transition from what was to what is and what will be, when you look at the NBA landscape, you have, you absolutely have to look at Golden State and try to soak that in. For them to win 73 games, that's one of those records that almost you almost looked at it as unobtainable. That's absurd. Not that it was impossible, 
but that it was gonna it was gonna take a Herculean effort to do it, right? Because either you know maybe a team rests or yeah, any other no- injuries, injuries, yeah, hunger, Fati- fatigue, fatigue, strategy, off night, yeah. But they delivered seventy three wins, man. And they showed up strong at the end. Again, look, I'm not going to tell you that game was super dramatic against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have had uh, you know, some tough sledding. I understand all that. But Golden State, when you watch them play, there's a certain purity and uh, efficiency. You know what I mean? To what they do. That on some level, I swear to you, it feels like you are playing a video game. And you just pop up and you're raining threes down. It's ridiculous. I've seen a couple of infographics. I always like these things. They they can be pretty fun. And I was looking at uh, some specifically for Golden State. So, <laughs> 73 wins all time, obviously. First in the league, for, you know, first all time. I mean, what are you going to do? But when you talk about just the ranks for what they did, first in wins, first in points per game, 19 in, in their opponent point, uh, opponent's points per game, first in offensive efficiency, but sixth in defensive efficiency. And keep in mind, that they don't have to play their starting lineup the whole damn game, right? First in three points made, first in three points attempted, first in three-point percentage. 39-2 and two at home, 34-7 and seven away. Filthy. An NBA record, 1,077 three-pointers in the regular season. In four games, they shot more threes than twos. That's insane. Seven, seven Warriors attempted at least 100 three-pointers this season. I like this one. Only three Warriors appeared in a game this season and did not make a three. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Andrew Bogut? <laughs> yeah, Bogut's a, Bogut's a good guess, man. I like that. Curry, 402 three-pointers. Understand that no other player has made 300. That's not just breaking a record. That's obliterating a record. Obliterating a record. And I, I read an article, and hopefully I can find it, but one of the mentions in it, because we, you, you, know, you think back to, say, Larry Bird, right? Incredible shooter. And I, I could swear that the ar- article said that, like, you know, we, we, we think back to Larry Bird and like some of those years he only made like eighty three pointers or ninety three pointers. Right? Curry just made four hundred and two. Four hundred and two. Steph Curry averaged point three fewer threes than the entire Milwaukee Bucks team. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, what do you do against that? And that's not even factoring in Draymond Green or Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson had 276 threes. That would have been a record if it was not for Steph Curry. Mm. All right? He hit 10 three-pointers in the game twice during the regular season. I mean, and Draymond Green, man, second in the league with 13 triple-doubles. He had 598 assists. He had, a, he had career highs in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. I mean, this team is disgusting. Yeah. Look, they that 24-0, best start to a season, 54 consecutive home wins. That Obviously, that includes last season this season. 
Uh, and here's the thing that people have to remember, you know, 21 and two versus top 10 teams. And when we talk about the three points, just for context, most three point field goals in a season in the three point era, this goes back to the 79 uh, to 1980 season. You have this. Well, let's rewind before we get to this year, this year's Warriors. The 2013-2014 Warriors had 883. The 2012-2013 Knicks had 891. The 2014-2015 Rockets had 933. This year war this year's Warriors 1077. I mean it's just filthy. And watching the first half of that game as as Curry would just pop, you know, pop up and just like drain a 3 in. That dude, when he retires, he should just like randomly show up at arenas and we can do like shooting contests and like lob stuff in from half court to win like <laughs> random checks. It would be so fun, wouldn't it? Yep. <laughs> it's just I don't. There's a ruthless efficiency to them, and just this sick video game esque ability. And if anybody deserved an arena that used like an NBA Jam soundboard in the middle of a game, it would be freaking the Warriors. And certainly Steph Curry. I mean, I feel bad. I, I don't know. We may have talked about this already on the podcast, but I, I love how, you know, the, the, the makers of the you know, most popular, well, really the only great you know, basketball game out there right now, uh, NBA 2K. I mean, they've admitted they've got a problem because, you know, they can't, they haven't, you know, this year's version, which is, you know, they pride themselves on being a simulation. They haven't been able to recreate him because he's so completely different from, the rest of the, the the players, I mean, they they haven't mastered. I mean, the the shooting, I mean, mainly the, mainly the distance, right? I mean, that he he can make these you know twenty five thirty foot three pointers with ease that nobody else is 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 doing. Nobody you know attempts them, much less you know hits them with the kind of efficiency that he does. So they've got to figure out a way to fix that. They're like it's a it's an entertaining problem that we've got to figure out, but right, he, he's caused us a problem. <laughs> and that I mean, how crazy is that to think about? Oh, it's hilarious! I mean, it's it's amazing, but it's what he does. I mean, I I say every time I talk about him, every time I think about him, I've never seen somebody who, if you're gonna truly play the kind of demons you need to play on him, you basically have to pick him up at half court. I mean, there's there's no other player that I've ever experienced in the NBA that you feel that way because he can just you know if he gets that sliver of space, he's happy to pull up from anywhere, and the coach isn't gonna stop him because you know his efficiency. I mean, he truly has the range where he could shoot it. Basically anywhere, and that's incredibly silly. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like coming over half court and just launching them. Right, it's it's that, absurd to have that skill and that shot from those spots. And it's just it's truly just a sliver. All he needs is, a, is an absolute sliver of space well, because that that I've never. I mean, I, I again, it's I feel such like a I'm quick release. Saying all those big big platitudes that you know people. I mean, I, I'm I imagine most people who are listening who you know certainly follow the NBA are aware of how incredibly gifted and skilled he is at this point. But I've also never seen a release like his. I mean, it's just it's insane how quick he gets rid of that ball. Oh, yeah. So you give him that sliver, and you know he'll he'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's always in, in any given sport, there's always a you know a player that that does something that's a little different or a little faster or, or, or whatever. Like I remember as a, as a kid, like how quickly Dan Marino got the ball the hell out of there. You know what I mean? It, there was you were like, how the hell? I mean, it was just something. You know what I mean? It just had yeah. it, right? Right. And there's certain people you watch, and even though they are at that level. 
They are at a professional level. They are surrounded by insane amounts of talent. That they have the stroke or the shot or the throw or the kick or the move, right? They've got something that separates themselves out at a to a pronounced degree from the highest caliber athletes in their field in the world. Right. How special, how gifted is that to be at that? It's one thing to go and dominate high school. It's one thing to go dominate college. But when you get to, say, the NBA, you're talking about basketball talent from all over the world. And you're looking at this guy just, it's like, he, you know what I mean? It's so fast. It is incredible. Yeah. And I mean, let's, let's, you know, real quickly, let's, let's highlight that as obscene, and then they absolutely are, as, as obscene as all these stats are. Right. Uh, I know that we might not be able to get this one uh, very quickly, but how many games he sat out in the fourth quarter because they didn't need him. They, I mean, they, they were all by so much by the end of the third quarter, it was a, a significant number of games throughout the season that he sat the entire third quarter. If he had had to play the entire entirety of all the games, I mean, it just, you know. He might have 600 three-pointers. <laughs> it would add, to the, exactly, it would add to the absurdity <laughs> by so much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's another unbelievable stat. I love it. I was listening to a couple of the uh, commentators uh, after uh, the game last night's um, or actually a couple, a couple of the the, um, the guys in the booth on NBA TV talking about, you know, how do you prepare for him? How, how right. should, you know, teams go about, you know, defending him come come the postseason? And I, I kind of agree with it. It's just, it's it's crazy to think about. But what one of them was saying is if basically you, you hope to hold him to 30. You know, you hope to hold him to a season average is how I would go about it. If you do that, you know, that's that's chalking up as a, as a win. Mm -hmm. That's something I would never imagine an NBA coach saying, but I kind of have to agree with it. I mean, if, you, if you've held him to just 30, that's honestly almost a win, which is it's a crazy thing to, to think of a coach saying that. But I, I get it and I don't disagree. I mean, if you know, because how many games he's gone for 40, 45 plus and you know, taking over the game, I mean, it's hard to imagine saying, OK, you score 30. That's that's a win for us. But that's kind of true. And I was trying to find something that that uh, indicated how many minutes he's sat down. Sure. And, you know, you, you'll see it alluded to in a lot of articles um, and pieces about the Warriors, but it's just, it really is an incredible thing. You know, it's one thing to have the occasional blowout, right? It's one thing to have that. But when you are consistently just crushing people and you don't need your starting lineup in, in the fourth, <laughs> you're on a different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they are. That doesn't mean somebody can't beat them. I don't. It's not going to be the damn Rockets. <laughs> it doesn't mean they can't be gotten. They can't be beaten. But you're going to have to play out of your freaking mind. The Spurs, the Thunder, and the Cavaliers would feel like the three teams that can compete with them. I, I don't. I don't significantly see anybody else really being able to have much of a chance against them. Right. Yeah, I, I can see the Spurs or the Thunder. The, the Cavaliers are in such flux right now. Right, um, no, right. I, I, I don't believe they would. I'm just saying I think they're they right. capable of it, but they're also brilliant at kind of shooting themselves in the foot and, you know, floundering all the talent they have. I mean, uh, the, the Thunder with Westbrook and Durant and having Cantor and uh, Ibaka to, to kind of 
dominate the paint would have a chance. Spurs kind of the same way, having some guys to dominate the paint. But, brah, if, if you can't <sighs> slow down the, the Splash Brothers, you don't have a chance. Right. And if I could, I know we don't want to divulge too much off of the, the Warriors, but I did want to say as a side NBA yeah. notes, so the last game against uh, the Lakers that the Thunder played, uh, just absurd that you know, Westbrook had a had a triple double by halftime, and then I found <laughs> that that seemed crazy absurd. I found out later that he has over thirty triple doubles in his career by halftime. I, I used to you know listen to a lot of people hate on Westbrook, and I was kind of on the fence. I'm saying earlier in his career, um, that guy is absolutely absurd. I've come to respect him so much. Anybody who thought that you know Westbrook should have left the team, you know uh, that they'd be better off, are absolutely bonkers. That guy, you know, very different style than than, than Curry, right. but the kind of hustle he has and filling up the stat sheet like he does, it's just ridiculous so anyway i, I i've kind of got a basketball man crush on westbrook too but yeah it's all it just good. has the physicality of the way he takes it to the hole man like oh, so just, just yeah the athletic ability he has i i don't think we've ever seen anybody with that i would hate trying to defend him i'm, I'm just saying if i was anybody that it's my like fan vince, <laughs> vince carter on steroids back in the day i mean yeah. it's, it's literally what it is yeah he looks like he wants to hurt the rim every time he attacks it and uh, uh to get trying to tear it down every time <laughs> he is the way he, he slams it down the the mm. you know his, his passing ability his vision for the court mm. uh and, and and yeah getting rebounds i mean a, a guard that gets rebounds like he does he's not a, he's not afraid to go up against anybody I, I tell you what, man. He he and KD need to sit down and figure this out, man. Because <sighs> it'd they be weird to see them apart. They don't need to separate. No, they they already made that huge mistake years ago of getting rid of Harden. Um, yeah. Dude, and if they, and this goes back to Kobe. If Kobe taught you anything, put your ego aside. Talk to your partner, him and Shaq. And figure it out because God knows how many more championships they could have won together. Absolutely. Had they just figured that out. And that's including that finals they lost to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, it, it was falling apart at that point. Oh, yeah. But had something where they just figured it out and were unselfish and, oh. What could have been? What could have been? And, and it was great because they won three in a row. Right. And and the Warriors have to be kind of understand what's going to happen here. Because if they win a second in a row and then hit a third in a row, egos are going to start getting in the way. Sure. That's just how it is. Because paydays are going to be coming up. <laughs> People are going to be thinking, oh, it's because of me. And that's the thing. Like, do you want to win or or do you want to get paid? (laughs) Or do you want to let your ego get in the way of both? Right. Yeah. When when, when Steph's contract is up, that man's going to be getting one hell of a contract. Oh, Uh, it's over $100 That's guaranteed. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, the, 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 num- the number, like, uh, of all, like, players right now, the, I forget what I heard. I, I feel like it was in the 60s or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, compared to the rest of the league, what he's getting paid right now is, you know, pennies. Um, so, yeah, when his when his time comes up, he, yeah, over over 100, easy. 
Well, Golden State would be smart to go ahead and take care of that this offseason. It's a good call. Well, one of the things that's very real with Curry, and I think for the Warriors, is that uh, you have what the team is going to pay them, but I think they've become they've become a brand, you know what I mean, that even the casual fan knows, right? And so it's not just, oh, you need to watch basketball to know who they are. You need to watch the NBA to know who they are. If you are a sports fan, you know them. And then because of what they've done, because of how they've done it, because of how ridiculous some of their statistical achievements, and yes, stats don't tell the whole story. I get all that. But there's a point where the, the statistics are so ridiculous that you can't help but get kind of roped into it. And that's the land that they're treading in. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous, right? So people pay attention and know them. They have the opportunity to make money far beyond what their team pays them. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a brand. That's what Jordan did. That's what LeBron has done. That's what Kobe has done. You know what I mean? So you can transcend whatever it is your team pays you because it's about the whole package. And Curry is on, has that in front of him. I mean, let's be honest. Jordan didn't really Dude. get paid till the end of his career. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Because he didn't make more than $4 million in a season until, I believe, I think it was either the 96 or 97 season when he hit $30 million. <sighs> when When that cap finally went good. But but he also had the brand beyond. You know what I mean. He didn't necessarily he, need need that. Oh, for he, sure. Correct. However, NBA money wise, right. You know, he finally got paid, and the Bulls. I mean, and and the Lakers did the same thing for Kobe these last two years. They didn't have to, but those five championships and all those playoffs and all that, it was kind of a right. thank you to him. And it was kind of like what the Bulls did for Jordan those last couple of years with the big. I think it was a $30 million, a couple $30 million, million paydays, so I'm not mistaken. Because yeah. he did a couple of one-year contracts, and then Reinsdorf just screwed it all up. <laughs> and then I, I, I read that uh, Kobe here returned the favor by, you know, I think, Staples Stable Center, I believe I read, sold over $3 million in Kobe merchandise yesterday. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he took care of a lot. I don't know of if that. it was three. I thought I saw one point two, but either I way, I three somewhere. But okay. Yeah. Either way, they sold a hell of a lot of merch, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and, and beyond. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, but I think and, and, and I think they made in a the phenomenal commercials. Yeah, yeah, I think in the arena, I want to say it was one point two million. I'm trying to find okay. that specific thing, but oh yeah, they 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 got a lot of bank off uh the end of that one. Oh yeah. I was trying to find that specifically yeah, but plus ticket sales and yeah. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe if you're talking about just revenue from the day at the arena, maybe that maybe that factors into the three. I was thinking purely just merchandise. I think what I saw was a Yahoo link. I mean I I should have left it up for myself. Um Whoa. Yeah. Keep that to yourself, big boy. <laughs> 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 just saying, man. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. Yeah. Rome says, easy there, big man. Yeah, man. Whoa. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me. Because I ain't for no game. I could not fit one more thing inside of me. <laughs> Great ass. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just for old, just for old time's sakes, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah. Hey, I, I, sp- speaking of old, for old time's sakes, uh huh. You gotta give us the shack, man. You you, you want the shack? <laughs> that is a throwback. We haven't really done that in a while, but yeah. That's what she said that. Hey, that that's true, Shannon. You're right. If if they didn't have this. Yeah, I was going to say, if they didn't have this feud, we wouldn't have had that one. That's true. Great ass! Tell me how my ass tastes! <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> I, did, I, did, I definitely enjoyed you know, Shaq's, Shaq's quote from uh, you know, during and after the game. You know, that he, he told Kobe to go and drop 50, and then you hear what he said after the game. It wasn't it like that that MFR dropped sixty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I got got a lot of Shaq. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing this. I'm seeing the same total you're seeing now. I'm seeing one point two is what you know, at least ESPN is listing. But uh, that's still pretty 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 good uh, chunk of change there. Yeah, not oh, bad, it, right? Not yeah. bad. Not bad for one day. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So you know, obviously, what what you're gonna see, uh, whether it's sports talk radio, and we'll dabble a little bit in it here tonight, uh, but I can tell you, the topics related to the Warriors are gonna be, you know, did they expend too much energy getting to 73? What do they have in the tank? What do they look like in the playoffs? Uh, do they have to win the ring to validate the season? And the answer is, look, they're young enough; they they should be fine as far as energy. As long as their shots are falling, you don't have to worry about them. Uh, they're going to show up and compete. I'm not worried about their energy level. Uh, what Curry's like 28, right? And then I mean that, that whole that crew, uh, Draymond and and Clay and and uh, Steph, it's Young like nucleus. Yeah, I mean they're like they're like mid late 20s. They're fine. You're not talking about guys that are like 35. They're like, all right, can you get them some Gatorade and like you know an <laughs> IV to hydrate them? I mean, dude, they're going to be okay. Play, play, play Steph and Clay like 18 minutes against the Rockets and they should win. Yeah, I mean, you know, plus they take, you know, I, I shouldn't say they take fourth quarters off. They're given, you know what I mean? They're given chunks of the game off because they're beating the hell out of somebody. Right. You know, it's not like they're stacking up minutes just to stack up minutes to hold on to win. You know what I mean? It's different. I'm sure they'll be fine in the playoffs. The minutes is more of an argument with a team like San Antonio. Right, because you have you have age in certain spots, and obviously they, you know, part of their strategy is is trying to conserve minutes and you know usage in certain spots. Although it kind of blew up in their face last year, we'll see what they do this year. I I I really hope somehow we end up with Golden State San Antonio. I'm just going to be honest. I want to see that before we get all the way into the playoffs, all the way to the championship. I want Spurs and Warriors. <clears throat> It's the best matchup, and and you know they, they uh, you know I, I was I was very the reason I didn't think after the the Warriors took a pretty shocking loss to the Wolves with about I think it was maybe a week and a half left of the season to go, and right. when that happened because that was a one that was just supposed to be a basically guaranteed win, that's when I and a lot of other people were like ah, looks like they're probably gonna get seventy two because they still had to play the Spurs in San Antonio. And they had you know, embarrassed the Spurs in Golden State, so it just you know on paper you felt like all right you know Spurs are going to be pissed off. They've got you know their own ridiculous you know at home record you know un- un- unbeaten, and you know they're going to want revenge and they're going to want to kind of send a message that hey you know we're we're a pretty damn good team in the West too. And you know, I watched a, a good chunk of that game and 
Spurs certainly kept it much closer than 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 they had in the last game, but you know the Warriors still got it done. I mean that's you know again they, if they had lost that game they would have made it seventy two, but but wouldn't have broken the record. So, um, you know certainly I and I think most people still favor favor the Warriors uh, out of those two, but you know never count out the playoff Spurs, never count out Pop, never count out you know Kawhi and Tony and Tim. You know they, they have so much experience, and you know best best coach in all sports. I still say, and so you know that's yeah, I'm a thousand percent with you. I, I hope we yeah. get to see that series. Yeah, I, I just think that would be a nice reward for this uh, for this season. Um, that that's I'm just I'm just hoping for it. I'm just hoping for it because look, realistically, I just. You, you look at the Spurs and you, you have to believe that they're sitting on some strategy and sitting on some ways that they're going to play Golden State. You know what I mean? They're not going to show their cards. They have to be. They know better. They, that doesn't mean they can execute it the way that they want to, and it doesn't mean you can stop that crew of, of dudes from shooting lights out. But I, well, you they, have to believe they've got a few things up their sleeves for play for their potential playoff they, they play some. They play some of the best defense in the league, and what you know, Golden State's you know Achilles' heel, um, which which got to I mean that's why they lost to the Wolves is, is the turnovers. I mean they they're yeah the Wolves. You know, Shannon was talking about it earlier. They're, they're a team that in a few years are going to be scary good. They got a lot of young talent, but right now they're a you know below, well below average team. They're, right. they're you know they're 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 too green, and so there's no no way that they should have beaten the Warriors. But the Warriors just kept on turning the ball over. I don't, I don't know what the total was by the end of the game, but you know Curry himself i think at nine and which which you know is is really the only the only bad stat he has is, is he he's you know been pretty turnover happy this year right so you know you, you see the tenacious d that the spurs play keep that up and you know force force the turnovers um and play efficient offense that that really was i mean the spurs were playing their great defense but they just weren't scoring in the game against the warriors the the last you know their last battle in the regular season so you know their their offense is on, which you know is typically going to be Kawhi, you know, down low with with Duncan and um, you know, Tony taking to the baskets. You know, if their their offense is on and they're playing the defense, then we get great games out of it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you that would easily be the uh, best, or should easily be the best, you know, s- series of the playoffs if we can get that. So, yeah, that's one where you know how uh, you have those years in the NFL where it feels like. Either the NFC or the AFC championship game is the de facto Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And th- that's that, what that would feel. I would feel like it. Yeah, that that's what Warriors Spurs essentially to me would would be like. Because I, I just you know unfortunately I I, I I'm a, I'm a somewhat Cavs hater, but I still I have a hard time seeing anybody coming out of the East except for them. Um, no guarantees. No guarantees at all. But you know, if assuming the Cavs come out, I, I just I still I, I don't see enough changes in their team, and I've seen enough you know too much floundering, you know here here you know, here and there in the season to think that they would really you know truly compete with the, the Warriors. And I I really right. don't want to see another just you know absolutely <clears throat> embarrassing series where the Cavs just you know barely show up. It'll either be the Spurs or the Thunder that can knock off uh, Golden State. Otherwise, totally agreed. Just get the ring ready. <laughs> Didn't uh, hasn't Westbrook essentially like, or at least just come really close to averaging a triple double for the season? Probably. I mean, I'd, I'd have to like pull specific numbers, but I feel like that he's in that realm for his production this year. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. The West, man. That the West is just where it's at. Yeah, West, oh, absolutely. There's, there's so, so much such a talent, talent disparity. So, yeah. yeah let's hope we get a, a you know Thunder Thunder Warriors matchup or Spurs Warriors, and you know that either of those really might might as well be the be the championship. Right. All right. Well, I tell you what, man. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's tap a couple loose ends and get the hell out of here. Um, you know, we were trying to contain ourselves to about 90 minutes. We didn't get like totally stupid or completely ridiculous. Sorry, guys. Uh, maybe that happened somewhere in the back end here. You never no, know. MD20. MD2020, dude. You never know. Um, <clears throat> there's still opportunity here. But uh, Yeah, Tooting was just drinking that last week. I'm pretty sure Don't Tooting. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tooting crushed some, uh, some, some uh, MD2020 you know, like. Uh, <laughs> At the beginning and the end of the uh, Ucrops 10K. Yeah, you should. You should you, know you, should, you know what you should do, Captain. You should get, get. You should get a bottle. I mean, it costs what five bucks. You should get a bottle of, of it, and yeah, you know, that could be one of the one <laughs> chili, of the chili, chili, chili cook-off cook-off prizes. prizes. <laughs> it, that's only a prize if you show up with vegetarian chili with a side bowl of bacon. <laughs> that's <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be it'd be a great prize. I think we should do it. Okay. Do you remember when uh, Sarah and I moved into this house, and somewhere along the line, like somebody brought like Schlitz? Yes. Yes. And yes. so, like, we had this—we didn't have a full-size refrigerator, and we had that like little mini half fridge. And for like, I feel like it was in there for two years. There was this <laughs> can of like Schlitz, and nobody would drink it. And somehow, some way, like somebody was punished with that beer. That was their beer. In beer pong, oh my god, we haven't played beer pong in forever. Like true beer pong. Now we uh-huh. just play. Now we just play water pong and just drink while we play. But because yeah. we don't want all the shit on the freaking <laughs> that's basement. True. No, that's I, true. I understand. That's that's how you know. That's how you know you've gotten older. You're like, I'm discriminating against. As long as know. we drink a beer during the game, it's okay. That's right. Oh. We, look, Shannon, Shannon, we don't need those dirty balls. You said. <laughs> Balls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, what's in the box? Cat shit's in the box. You don't need balls bouncing around by the... This is true. You know what I mean? It's... And dude, dude, I've seen you guys throw. I understand. <laughs> dude, we've seen Spike and freaking Bodie drop some bombs down there, though. No, that's also true. That's also true. Goodness we, gracious. So, you know, it, it's all good. <laughs> so funny. Oh man! So th- there's a couple things, man. As we tie up a couple, t- tie up a couple of topics, um, I think we can uh, just briefly, briefly talk about the Caps and the Stanley Cup. Um, obviously, we've talked a little bit about uh, the Warriors and then you know the NBA playoffs. Uh, hopefully, they uh, they end up being you know good and enjoyable and, and strong. But it, it's just it's hard not to look at the Warriors and just think that it's ripe. Um, it's ripe for them. If they play up to their level, whoever takes them down is going to have to really, really ball. Mm-hmm. Really ball. Uh, but Spurs Warriors is what I want to see. Yeah. And, Likewise. And, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, see, we'll see if that happens. I don't know that I trust. I don't know how much I trust the, the I was going to say the Heat, uh, trust the Cavaliers. What makes the Cavaliers fascinating is all the weirdness that happens with LeBron. You know, on some level, that's the fascinating component. But I, I don't know. I just think the West is just compelling. And the Warriors are compelling. I, I just think that's where the story's going to be at. Maybe maybe somebody surprises us. 
We'll see. Anyway, let's cover a couple like random side notes. And Mark, you know, we were joking around, joking around a little bit about this, but uh, Swaggy P, yeah, as Kobe was making his exit and signing like stuff for people, he took Swaggy P's shoes, which were Adidas, and he just threw them in the trash. <laughs> like that's like like that's legit, man. Love it. That's legit. Uh, quote. <laughs> uh, he totally went Sam Jackson there. Kobe Kobe <laughs> was signing autographs. Uh, we was all in line like we was fans, you know, in the locker room. The fact that he threw my Adidas and didn't sign my Adidas, I was a little disappointed in that. <laughs> <laughs> he could not end without he could not end without something like that. So I think he threw my shoes in the trash. But yeah, that's Kobe for you. <laughs> Just and then we wonder he still he, I think he signed like a statue for him or something like that. He so. did. He did. He yeah. did. He did. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, Also, a little bit of a sports brew love uh, for Bryce Harper, who, A, wore a hat that said, make baseball fun again. That I thought was pretty funny. But also just crushed out a grand slam for his 100th career homer. Well played and well done, man. And his first career grand slam. Got to love that. First career grand slam and the 100th homer of the career. That's that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty epic. Nice. Eighth yeah. youngest in MLB history to hit the 100 home run mark. He's kind of scary good. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. Uh, we also have to give a little bit of gloss to the uh, Washington, uh, you know, the Capitals, man. Uh, mark, you're in Caps country, so let me ask yeah. you this. We've talked a lot about, uh, you know, obviously basketball, but uh, let's shift gears for at least just a moment to hockey. Um, <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs have been a little bit cruel to Cap fans. So when you're looking at the postseason now, I've heard a lot of people talk about how the Caps were kind of in cruise control the back end of the season. But Ovi, Holtby, you got a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of upside with this team. So let me ask you, since you're in the heart of D.C., you probably get a fair amount of Caps feedback, noise, and or chatter. Looking at the Stanley Cup playoffs – how are you feeling about the Caps, man? Oh, I feel really good, and I mean, I, I not only all that. I mean, I get a whole lot of first first person perspective because you know my my, my beautiful fiance, you know, she, Caps and, and hockey is her absolute favorite favorite sport. So you know, we we watch you know pretty much every game night. By the and, way, uh, real quick, only because Shannon is passed the hell out on like <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this video feed of him. Okay. His head is back. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> He yes, I'm exhausted, <laughs> dude. <laughs> we get it. Telling you, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> That'll wake Sam. him up. Sam, whoa, we're finishing. Whoa, up. come on. Man. What's up with the, what's up with the hostile, 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 man? Hostile. It's okay. Harsh. It's okay. We don't need, we don't need to go that that you know that's hard that's hardcore, man. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably gonna find out as you go out there. That you're not going to amount to jack squat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> oh, Chewy. Thanks, Chewy. <laughs> Shannon. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> Blame Canada. Step, step your game up, dude. Magic moment. 
<laughs> That's hey, right. man. I, I don't have it quite like the Black Mama does. <laughs> that man just... Oh, my goodness gracious. So, hey, not the snake. I got a snake, man. <laughs> a mamba. This Mamba moment. Actually, you know what, Shannon? Dude, Mark, you might appreciate this. How about random ass music references? <laughs> yeah. Co Kobe proved last night he was a superstar. Yeah, that's a damn show. Not only that, there were a lot of rap stars. So you got to break out some rap superstars. Is that, is, is that really where you want? Oh, I thought you wanted more uh, Mambo number five. No. No, we already no? had that. No? We're good. We, we've had our fix for about the next two years of that. <laughs> oh. We could leave that one in the vaults. Shannon. Shannon. Yes. You're not going to go. Whoa, we got some, like, subway action going on over there. What's going on at your house, Mark? Jeez, Mark. Oh, we got Susan. You, you didn't. <laughs> You didn't want to go like I dreamed a dream that Black Mamba was gonna go off for sixty. Bro, dude, at the I end was there. totally gonna let all those songs go tonight. <laughs> Shannon, you're supposed to regulate. Come on. Regulators. Regulators stealing up his property. We're damn good too. Yeah. I'll let you do the dream of dream speech. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, or you keep with some brothers shooting dice, so I said let's do this. I jumped out the rock. Shannon. Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> you know, just don't no, this one's for Mark. I was totally going to do that for Smith Parker, but apparently it was a fake account. Is that what you wanted, MacGuffin? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't request Boys to Men, though. It's not the end. For Kobe? Of the podcast. Oh, well, no, that's true. All right, you want to go back to I Dreamed a Dream? You, you can handle that one. You got the voiceover. <laughs> I've been seeing those memories, Justin. The voiceover challenge. I'm telling you. I Dreamed a Dream that Kobe Bryant would deliver in the clutch in the moment and give us a slice of the greatness that has defined not only a career but an era of NBA basketball that not only would we have a fadeaway three not only would we have a clutch moment, a big shot. But we would have a team getting snake bit. <laughs> that we would break out. Not just I dreamed a dream, but we would also break out. Adam. I got a snake, man. <laughs> Adam Sandler. And if you knew here in the sports brew. One time I fed it some beer, man. 
was slivering this way and that. That you would get Susan Boyle mashed up with Adam Sandler. You deserve a shot. I don't really know where else to go with that. Uh, they just need to break free of this segment. I don't but know. But look. I dreamed a dream that the emotion of the moment would be so big that Shannon would say that's what she said. She said. <laughs> 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 I got a snake, man. I got a snake, man. I fitted some bill. I got a snake, man. But anyway, oh, I don't want... Shannon, why yes. are you throwing those curveballs at the end, man? Come on. The hell. Anyway, Mark, I think we totally interrupted where you were going. You were you're like having like legit like dialogue, and then it just yeah. got run all over. It did. It's okay. It did. Anyway. All right, Mark. Now's your moment. All right. So you got to break one of the puns. <laughs> I've got to do one of them, or yes. All right. Well, I'll see if I can work it in. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I let me try to talk with the caps for a moment. Missy yes. Elliot back, back proves what he said. He's got to work it in, and I said Missy Elliot approves. Oh, Missy Elliot! I thought you said bestiality, and I was like, what oh, the geez, hell? no! I was like, what? No. I was like, no. what? What the no. hell? What okay. is happening? Missy right. Elliot was, approves. Yeah, I was, I was. You had me worried for a moment. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> we we know B, D stats a beast, but we're not going there. Thank you. No. No. D stat gets a uh, Kenny Rogers man. Anyway. All right. Back to the caps. All right. So. Um, Watched them pretty much every night, and so I, yeah, really didn't see a letdown at the, the end of the season. To be honest, I mean, yeah, they did. They didn't need to push themselves. I mean, it's kind of like right. you know the, the, the Spurs resting players. They didn't need to push themselves, so the results, you know, were kind of skewed because I mean, several of the games they were you know, benching guys for the entire game and things like that. Right. Um, I think the one that I liked the most was they they played the Penguins, who were going to be a real, real scary, real, real tough to knock out playoff team. They played them. Uh, with about a week, week and a half to go, and they got down three nothing, and they battled back to tie it in the third period, and they still lost in overtime. But but that's sure they still had fighting them, still still were playing for for with pride, even though they had nothing on the line. So uh, all I basically say is this is definitely a stronger and and much better team than they've had the last few years, even as dominant as they've been. It really is a different makeup. They've got some guys, some, some new guys, and some other guys that they've had, but it really stepped up the season. So, you know, nobody should get ahead of themselves just because they, you know, had the best record and got the trophy, you know, right? Regular season trophy and all that. You know, they still got to get it done. Uh, they won the first game tonight pretty easily. They're playing the, a Flyers team who they're so much better than in the first round. So this should be pretty easy four or five game max. Uh, but you know, the, the later rounds, you know, certainly we where they got to you know prove themselves. They've got a huge 
huge monkey to get out their back uh, for their you know most recent failures. And as great as they were in the regular season, if they get knocked out early, none of it really matters. So I mean, they they know that Ovechkin wants this like crazy. They all do. Holtby well in his ridiculous regular season. So yeah, they they really need to cap this season dude, off with dude, the trophy. If ever there was a year yeah. that it's time for you know the caps to. I'm trying to not say certain key catchphrases, <laughs> and it's really difficult. Sure. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm like, if I say that, then I have to play that. <laughs> Look, I'm a poet, didn't even know it. Um, but Justin, <laughs> what? Come on, man. Look, you what I want to see. Go. What I want to see is look. Here's the inspiration for the Capitals this year. It is the Villanova Wildcats. Understand mm-hmm. that they had playoff shortcomings, but you know what? Not only did they have to let that go, okay, they had to break free from the past so that they could shake off everything <laughs> and get. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> mashup. <laughs> that mashup was crazy because you know what? If they fall short, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm just letting you know. Okay, that would not be one magic moment. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be. Got a snake, man. Okay, I want the Capitals. <laughs> Let it go. It's the past. Go Philadelphia Wildcats. Okay. You understand. We're giving you sports brew gloss, dap, and references. Okay. Love with the glove. Gary Payton approves. And Todd, maybe we can get D stat some MD twenty twenty in a bad bet. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anyway, but uh, you know, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, and bad song references, and we we've really largely abstained from all of that tonight, which I got to say is a credit because usually somehow, some way, we end up with a big stack of stupidity. And we somehow, some way, end up with those things. You know, um, who would have thought Giles isn't here? So apparently, Giles is the you know, bad influence. That you know. yes, we, we blame Randy. <laughs> Damn it, giggity! Blame it on the Randy. Yeah, oh my! Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, blame it on. I can't believe Shannon just took. Millie Vanilli and made it blame it on the Randy. I love you, Giggity. Get that job tomorrow, buddy. That's pretty gross, by the way. (laughs) Anyway. Mm, My God. All right. uh, Back to the caps, Mark. What you got? Because I mean, because uh, I I do think a lot of people are talking about them, and there's a lot of setup for the postseason in the Stanley Cup. There's a lot of expectations, and you know uh, they haven't necessarily had to be at their best at the back end of the season. And you're looking at a team that's got 
some uh, some playoff veterans, some Stanley Cup veterans. They've got a really nice blend uh, of talent, of skill, of players. Um, this is a year that's ripe. And, you know, again, I was kidding, but realistically, you think about what we said about the, the Villanova Wildcats, right? Uh, it's not a perfect analogy, but you have a team that fell short that was, you know, th- who they were this season was shaped by their failings in prior years. Sure. That's the point of this. So this is a great setup for the Caps to actually deliver. Will they do it? That's up to them, right? But if they play to the best of their abilities, that is a team that is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Stanley Cup playoffs, period. Yeah, so you I were uh, so you were saying like locally, you see it night after night. Megan loves hockey. Yeah, we we, we watched all the games and 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 you know again I, even you know other than again resting guys, I didn't see so much supposed like let up at the end of the season. Right. Uh, like I said, that that Penguins game late season where they they you know they had nothing to play for and they still they, they were down three nothing. They still battled back and tied it up. They lost in overtime, but it still is a great game. Uh, they're they're hungry for it. So, right. you know, that that alone isn't going to get it done. But I, I think for me, it's, you know, one of those, and this, you know, again, maybe, you know, obvious ABC kind of logic, but early series stuff, you know, get get the early wins, mm-hmm. you know, get themselves off the right foot, don't right. have to battle back, don't have to you know, be nervous, oh, God, it's happening again, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, the, the first round Flyers matchup, easy matchup. They should not have any challenge, but, you know, get, get to the later rounds, get, 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 get this one done early, get yourself some extra rest. And you know, be ready for the next teams because you know there's there's much better teams are going to face than the Flyers, and so right. Um, uh, it's you know it's easy to say, but I mean, if there was a year, this should be it. They they really are significantly. It's not just a little bit. They're significantly better than the the previous years where they came up short. And so right, you know, the buzz around here is definitely a lot of excitement. It's, it's great that they you know did what they did in the regular season because that that grants them you know uh, home home ice for the entire entire playoffs. That's huge. I mean that that can't be understated. So you know, so there's a lot of buzz and excitement around here, and and we're we're all hopeful. But uh, it, it it the setup feels right. Well, we'll see if they can uh, live up to that. Yes, sir. I hope that they do. I mean, you know, again, we're you know, in Richmond, and you're in the district, DC. So I'm not opposed to the Caps having a nice run. My news feed will be entertaining if they either suck ass. And go full BSE, or if they deliver, my news feed will be super entertaining uh, sure. when it comes to the caps. So, oh, for sure. more caps, less craps, and I'll be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, all right. Well, anybody have any uh, wrap up thoughts you want to share before we start getting the hell out of here? Because we got to go in a few minutes. Sure. Well, one is just a, a fun, like, did you see this? But uh, I thought an entertaining. Uh, I had no idea, but I saw on my news feed tonight that uh, Jerome Bettis was at the Squirrels game tonight. Didn't know that. I was yes, like, hey. the bus, the RBA. That's awesome. I hope Jerome Bettis is like throwing down in the RBA tonight. Yeah, I hope that's it. I love me some bus. <laughs> I'm like Charles Barkley when he throws down on that golf tournament. <laughs> I like Charles Barkley when he tries to use, uh, you know, an interactive television to do brackets. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Barkley for the the commercials throughout March Madness, which really were it's it's a great campaign. I, I love them because they're all fantastic. Uh, I want me some glory. Him, Spike, and Sam Jackson. Yeah, I hope they're <laughs> friends in real life. They certainly seem like they should be, and that they are. But I would like the uncensored version of those commercials. 
the flight flight with bird one is the absolute best there's there's a bunch of good ones but the flight with bird one is hands down the best one shannon's not going to recognize this at all we'll see if mark does of course it is all right i love some offspring good job mark good job that's that, that's an old one right there yes, session is. that's a throwback Absolutely. That's a throwback. I'd love to hear some smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> anyway. Is that off the Pretty Fly for a White Guy CD? No. 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 Uh-uh. Okay. Before that, unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. unfortunately but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use unfortunately, but. Here. Well, you know what? What? I think both of you are pretty fly for a white guy. Thanks. <laughs> Just because. Thank you. <laughs> Is that really where you want to go with that, man? Yeah, you wanted to hear. I'm not mad at it. At, that's all I know of Offspring, bro. That <laughs> and I think another song, but come on. There you go. Oh yeah. Gotta keep them separate. That's right. It's like dogs in heat. <laughs> 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 Goodness. Just saying, man. Oh, anyway. Damn All right. <laughs> All right, Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. We, we got to do this right, man. Right. Uh, uh, Mark and Shannon, uh, we need to wrap up and get the hell out of here. So, unlike the Dugers, we know how to wrap up, I think. Hey. <laughs> two, two and through, my friend. Two, two and through. Two and through. Bag of bag of peas. <laughs> Bag of peas, two and three with a bag of peas. (laughs) I don't feel like playing that song at the moment, but that was great. Oh, I was trying to find the song for you, Shannon. End of the road, baby. Let's call it. Call it what it is. I know I'm getting there. We're getting to the end of the road. All right. Okay. I dreamed a dream that we would have a walk-off with Shannon and Mark for Black Mamba. And so, you know, I had to go ahead and give you... Not only Susan Boyle, but more importantly, I had to give you boys to men. So Shannon, you start. Set up Mark. The Black Mamba has played his final game. After 20 years, being drafted 13th in the 1996 NBA draft. Way to go, Charlotte Hornets. For whatever reason, traded by the Charlotte Hornets for... Vladi Divac? Vladi Divac. And a bag of chips? And a six-pack of beer. (laughs) A sun kiss. A Capri Sun, maybe? What could have been Charlotte Hornets? Old Charlotte Hornets. Grandmama. Yeah, right, Larry Johnson. Oh my god, so good. Mm. D stats. Well, uh, a whole lot of memories, and uh, it's, it's definitely going to be sad. I, I feel like it's not going to sink in for me until next season starts. But, uh, man, so many great bad one memories. I will remember them fondly. And uh, 
these dead out. Wow, to the point. Damn. Just he's the last. He's a dying breed. He's the last of the Jordan era that will just rip your heart out and eat it in front of you. I mean, that, that's that that's his mentality. And now you got the guys that want to be on the same team all the time, that hang out all the time. You know, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't hang out with the enemy. You know, they want to tell you hard out and eat it right in front of you. That's very true. So. Well, you know, there was some commentary about how they did it. You know, staying with one team, doing it the right way, getting through the struggles and the bad seasons and winning those championships. You know, you know, you look at the top 10 players in NBA history. Uh, you know, for the most part, we all remember Michael Jordan as a bull. Magic oh, Johnson. Laker. Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kobe, Kareem, Tim Duncan, Oscar. You know, you can go to up to 12. Uh, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal. Although Shaquille had like 20 teams, but and LeBron. For the most part, you see guys with one team. That's true. Majority wise, you see guys with one team. It's a dying breed, but I will always respect that. And that was uh, what was Kobe. I, I love. Loved having him on the Lakers for his entire life, and you know what? That man will be revered in L.A. for forever and ever. ever. Yeah, he should, and that, he should was, be. that was very important to him to be a Laker for life. Absolutely. You he know, they talked about trading him to a contender, and he was like, no. He got his rings. You know what I mean? I, I think for certain guys, the franchise and the legacy and the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, he you, grew up a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, he yeah he wanted to be there. And he dreamt yeah, of being there, and it it played out that way. Hopefully, one day he can work his way into the hall. We'll see. Oh, oh. he'll be there. I mean, you know, <laughs> we'll see if he if, we'll see if he's first ballot. I think there's some debate. Uh, yeah, he is first ballot because yeah. he's top ten all time. You know, <laughs> of, course, of course, some debate, <laughs> some debate. <laughs> No, I mean it's just that, that that's a walk off, man. I, that's a walk off and it's a send off. You know, uh, Mike Mike drop and it was so much fun, and I, I would yeah. say it was so much fun for people who were or weren't big time basketball fans. Again, sloppy game for you know a couple of quarters, but if you stayed to the end, man, were you rewarded with a what couldn't have been a better send off? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. I was trying to find, uh, I was trying to like, queue up. I'm so disappointed I can't uh, find this particular article. Look one more time and see if I can find it. Because I, I hate to not have this one particular piece as we bid a fond farewell to Kobe Bryant and the NBA. Hold on. <laughs> sports brew out. <laughs> yeah, sports brew out. We got to have... Ah. This is the one that should have it. I think we, we just have to end on this. All right. I mean, how can you do anything other than Mamba out? I mean, I think that that's like critical. Man. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have, I, I, I can't, there's no way that I could thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, 
What can I say? Mamba out. Even Kobe Bryant dreamed a dream. <laughs> Well oh, done, Mamba out, sports brew style. Look, I tell you what, man. We have we. I, we'll talk about the NFL and the schedule and all that crap. We'll do that down the road, man. Tonight was really about uh, Kobe Bryant and the Golden State Warriors. Let's be honest. I mean, it's just what it was, and that and that's good. I'm I'm fine with that, man. Um, enjoying enjoying the moment, enjoying the emotion. You know, the emotion of the moment and the accomplishments of the Warriors for this season. Uh, where they go from here. For the Warriors, that's up to them. Still in play. For Kobe, it's the, it's the beginning of the next. Uh, and I'm very curious to see where his drive, determination, grit, resolve, and tenacity take him. Believe me, he may be done on the court as an NBA player, but he's not done. He's not done. It's just a matter of what is his next. Although maybe maybe he'll be an adult storyteller. That would be really funny. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's a hoot, but we got a lot in front of us, fellas. So enjoying what was, appreciating what is, and looking forward to what will be. That is sure. this NBA playoffs. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening, laughing along, having a good time. We're the Sports Brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Loves Funnel Cake, <gasps> Spark Sports, LiveSportsCaster.com, the Google Play Store, Podbean. Look, keywords are sports and brew. You know, you, we know you love sports, and we certainly love brew. Put them together, there you go. Keywords, man. Search it, share it, enjoy it, listen, crank it up. From all of us to all of you. Enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend, and we will catch you on the flip side, friends. That's the plan. That's the deal. Until next time. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Late. Peace.